Welcome, listeners, to episode four of the Die by the Dice podcast. Our current adventure, Sand and Shade, is being told weekly and in order. So if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, you might want to check those out first so you know what's going on. Thank you for listening and enjoy. When we last left our heroes, leaving their parley with the Kinnear-ass lizard folk, the group headed north into the deep desert. They traveled for days until they found the Stairs of Ascension, a series of obsidian pillars forming a rising spiral. While making camp in the mountainous shadow, Drock tried his hand at climbing, but relented after several pillars. Later, while heading east towards Shade, they rescued a trapped traveler from a cage. They quickly grew suspicious and confronted him about his vehemence about making camp before dawn. The traveler, Roston, revealed that he was a vampire, but was trying not to hurt innocent people. Our heroes warily agreed to let him live. As they continued on towards Shade, Kiaran was attacked on her watch by a trio of skeletal snakes. And sadly, that combat and the subsequent adventure are lost to the mists of time due to technical difficulties. However, we will collectively recant and recount the highlights of that last adventure uh, for you. And this is not just going to be my GM recap, but actually a group effort for our entire team. So players, why don't you go ahead ahead and tell (laughs) our listening audience uh, in however much detail you see fit. And I'll jump in with uh, little points here and there if anything's forgotten. Basically what happened last week on the Dive of the Dice podcast, starting with Lisa. Okay, so I was on my watch. We were attacked by skeletal snakes. They uh, were more susceptible to blunt force attacks, but they did start reassembling themselves after they were destroyed, so that led to some complications. We also heard, I think Theron heard it first. Oh, yeah, I was asleep at the start, but after I woke my ass up, then I actually heard somebody, like, it was like a voice on the wind or something like that. So I ran away from that first, because I was running toward the snakes, and they were on the opposite side. Well, which led to the humorous part, so my character woke up, because sharing a tent with a vampire doesn't lead you to a lot of uh, restful nights. Uh, was one of the first people getting up the hill, and as we engaged the snakes, and then the voice was heard, the two people that wielded blunt weapons that were the most adept at fighting the snakes, left the people that were the least adept at fighting the snakes <laughs> to fight the snakes. You guys <laughs> had it. No, we didn't. I got hit once, and it was almost dead. It was at this time that we also... <laughs> almost dead. It was at this time that we also uh, decided that whoever's on watch should have the horn that I usually carry, because yes. the horn is an instrument, instrument for making loud noises to rouse people. Um, there was a uh, OS moment. I think, like, oh crap, there, <laughs> there was a slight, this is... This is a first level fight, DM. Is this what you're doing to us? <laughs> we were fine. We were all to be fine. You know, having run some sessions in fifth, oh my god, first level is br- more brutal in this edition than I remember in other editions because everything can auto kill you. Yeah, pretty much. Well, we fought this woman. It was a woman who was uh, summoning the snakes, we think. She did not confirm, but we're pretty sure. But they stopped coming back when we killed her. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if we killed her, though, because she disappeared Defeated into sand. Her. Whatever. But she disintegrated into sand and was royally pissed, I think. So, there's that. So, with the... Oh, what did Rostin do during the fight? How did he help out? He, he was yelling from the tent. He couldn't come outside. He was giving us support, which is normally my job as a bard. But he was he was right there with us. Hey, guys. Are you okay? What, what, what's going on? Come help us. Oh, I can't. Because I'll burst into flames. Useless vampire. So after defeating the skeletal snakes and their apparent mistress, uh, what happened then? More travel time? 
We just, <laughs> well, yeah, we kept traveling. Well, we decided to press on, so we were kind of uh, mm-hmm. doing double time to try to get to town since our resources were dwindling. And um, the vampire that will eat us. Yeah. Uh, the vampire was getting hungry, and we were all injured, which was probably kind of stoking that hunger. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we kind of decided to double time and get to get to the town. We did see a caravan. Was that before or after this flying mm-hmm. thing? We saw the flying thing, which amount, ended up amounting to nothing, and then we saw the caravan nothing. after we saw yeah. the town. Yes. At this point, nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, nothing during our journey. But we saw the caravan as we were getting close to town, so there was a debate of, like, meeting up with the caravan. Well, Drock had a, had a very, you know, I just had a gut feeling that we should attack them. It wasn't shared by the group, so... We all thought that was a horrible, as, horrible idea. As a half-orc who is, however, cultured a little bit, has no restraint, I did not attack, which was my impulse. I stayed behind, because I'm a... So you exercise impulse control. Impulse control. Pardon that me. might be the first and only time that happens. <laughs> yes, well done. Well done, Drop. And then we continued to the town, and we made it to the town of Shade. And we actually, we didn't go that far into the town before we split ways with our vampire friend. Because he had some eating to do. Yep. Bad people, we hope, we assume. Yeah, we... Or else Taylor's going to be a little upset. We didn't really <laughs> question that too much. No. No, well, no, we questioned it quite a bit initially, we just didn't bring it back up when we got to town, and are leaving him to his word. So we have the he word seems of like a trustworthy vampire guy that he is starving and that he will only eat someone. He will find someone wicked and drain them. We did not regulate him at all. No, <laughs> no, there were no assurances at all. We basically got in and said, "Well, see you later." Look. Yeah, we trust you. Go ahead, have fun. Uh, we had a we had our own business we needed to attend to. Yes, uh, we went and we checked into the inn, which had a clever name. It did the Rhodes Inn? The Rhodes Inn. Yes. And then Jock was able to actually get us some stuff for free because of his amazing performance. I rolled a, I rolled a 19, so, uh, you know, Jock was able to build out some, like, you know, I think, equivalent of living on a prayer or something. Just like, everyone was like, yeah! We're halfway there. Yeah, no, we're all the way there. <laughs> Rhodes Inn. And then we found our quarry, which was your... Yeah, I think it was the next morning, though, we found we found my uncle. Your um, deadbeat uncle? It was, was all the deadbeat yeah. yeah, we, we all got a full night's rest, and the next morning, uh, well, actually, we were there in the morning, so, like, that afternoon, we came back down. Uh, my deadbeat, apparently deadbeat, but I, don't think we were, I was quite fully aware of how deadbeat he was. Uh, uncle uh, finally told us what he needed. Um, he's in debt to some bad people. To Hilariously. One, to the one person who, who we were <laughs> specifically told. Here. Is they don't get in bad with this guy. And immediately, the one person who we have to do tasks for... Hafaj Rahim. Rahim. And I finally found out that the joke I've been trying to play up, that yes, he is short with a short temper. Because <laughs> he is a halfling. Uh, which we should not take lightly. Um, and he also doesn't like having his height pointed out, which is weird for a race of people that are short. Now, now Drock, actually, I just want to cut over here. Drock had, was, you know, spent a lot of his uh, adulthood being around halflings, so I think he's the one who should interact primarily with should we I think that's gonna go well I'm gonna bring up the fact that I was raised as part of my my dam's laughing which means this is only a good idea I'll do it anyway <laughs> Joe I see no flaws in this plan whatsoever <laughs> you know if we happen to talk with them and like you know I'm gonna just try to smooth things over say hey I was raised by halflings I won't tell you know this is gonna end well this Absolutely. is gonna be great um, so <laughs> then a bond will be built my deadbeat uncle uh, beseeches to help him with, uh, he's attaining a map and then wants, a, wants us to help him essentially follow the map, get the, the goods, uh, which will help pay off his debt to the vicious, vicious halfling. We do have to wait three days, though, for yeah. the map to come from one of his sources. 
Yeah, which is supposed to be a good source, he has told us. So we've got three days of time to kill in the meantime to wrap up some other business. And maybe shopping or something. I don't know. I don't think we have a ton of money. So. <laughs> maybe shopping. <laughs> well, I mean, we have to replenish some of our supplies that we lost, rations and whatnot, just yeah. in case we end up out in the desert again. Mm-hmm. We did see your uncle's hovel, so we know where yes. to find him, technically. And I think that's where we ended. Is that correct? Uh, you were going to head to the mercantile of Evren Hamar, mm-hmm. the, to whom you have a scroll case to deliver. That is correct. All right, listeners, before we get too deep into the episode proper, we have a shout-out I want to go ahead and read. Uh, this comes from listener Anthony Joseph, who says, Hello, Die by the Dice crew. Just finished the third episode, and so far this is hands down the best episode yet. I feel like everybody is doing a great job, but I have to throw a shout-out. I think it's Farron, Brent's character. With a blatant lack of tact, hollering at mysterious eyes in the darkness, the sorry-not-sorry sorry shield fumble, and the lack of hesitation to blast the fuck out of the vampire if he steps out of line. An awkward priest that doesn't take shit from anybody. I really enjoy hearing the characters define themselves, but for episode 3, I feel like I had more outbursts from the priest's reaction. Very much enjoying it and looking forward to the next installment. He also continues, P.S. Kiaran, who I think is Lisa's character, I suck at names, was a close second for the sheer fact that she made the executive decision of banishing Eric's to the vampire tent without any discussion. A very, nope, this is how it is discussion. But again, I'm enjoying things from each party member. I are definitely the bard's performance fails and Eric's just being a smartass. And continue to bring up the Taffy Cat. Anthony, thank you very much for listening and for your shout-out. We're going to go ahead and give some of the players an ex- a bit of an XP boost on your behalf. Uh, so thanks for listening. And for anyone else who wants to give us a shout-out, dieBytheDice at gmail.com is the best way to do it. Or uh, for a longer form like this, or just simply uh, at dieBytheDice at Twitter. Thank you. Enjoy the episode. Yes, and we, <clears throat> regain, we rejoin our party, moving through the daytime streets of shade uh, in the late afternoon. So, one th- uh, on top of this, one thing is we should probably figure out, since at least for the foreseeable future, this is going to be our home base, more long-term living arrangements than sleeping in the inn. Hmm. We should also probably, not explore, but at least figure out where things are. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to head to the mercantile to turn this in, just so we don't forget. Also, it could lead to more business or other deals. It could solve some of our immediate problems, but... Yes, getting to know the town and then figuring out a more long-term living solution situation. I'll continue playing and try to build a name and try to... I will make uh, John whenever necessary, but we'll make some uh, persuasion tests just to for general, you know, hey, what's going on? So, you know, socializing with people and not, and not having to be awkward like I am right now. So are you going to be socializing in lieu of going to the mercantile or are you going to stay with the party? I'm going to stay with the party, but I will be social socializing. Okay. Does this city have a... I mean, it doesn't strike me as a particularly religious sort of town, but do they have like some sort of temple or anything like that uh, to, uh, to Phalor? Do you want to... Well, let's get to the market first. Okay. And then you can sort of... Uh, yeah, we'll check it out later. Okay. Uh, make a either... Uh, somebody make either a persuasion or perception check to try to find the location of the mercantile. 24 persuasion. I think I told Okay, I'll try perception. Well, even either way, that's good enough. So, a uh, a passerby you flag down, a weather-beaten dwarven man with um, kind of bleach blonde uh, beard and hair, heavily tanned flesh wound. You can see, roughly tells you the uh, directions. <laughs> As you come by, you see a a large wooden sign gracing the door of a small reclaimed stone building, 
uh, much like much of the same construction material that the rest of the the town of Shades seems to be built of. Uh, now that you can see in the the sun, it has kind of sparkly flecks of blue amidst kind of a a steel gray color, I guess, for lack of a better term. <laughs> Hue? No, it's like it's like it's a little bit marbly, but it's not like swirly. It's kind of a it's a little bit like granite, just kind of like a Patchy. flat color. Okay. Um, not really. It's pretty flat. It's pretty flat, flat and uniform. But when the sun hits it, they're like little blue flecks that, that reflect it within. Um, it says Hamars on top, and there's a couple uh, uneven windows at the, the fronts. I have a feeling this is the place we're looking for. What gave it away? I don't know. Just a feeling. It's a hunch. <clears throat> I follow my hunch and go inside. Who has the scroll and who is talking? I have the scroll because it was given to me. Excellent. Uh, as you walk in, you see a, a mercantile not too dissimilar to the... The one you found in Rafasha, belonging to Hamin. The proprietor, however, uh, could not be more different. A uh, a knoll sits behind the the desk, uh, with a his main um, braided into two long uh, braids that flank his ears. Uh, standing next to the door, you see a heavily built human, uh, naked from the waist up, and his a uh, Darkly tan, dark tan skin is heavily uh, covered in scars. Uh, he wears uh, his head and chin shaven. Um, on each of his hips is a uh, curved scimitar, and he keeps his hands on both uh, hilts. The knoll says, <laughs> For protection, you see. Come, welcome, welcome. What can I do for you? Actually, in this particular case, it's what I can do for you. Reaching in my pouch, pull up thing. I was told to have deliver this to you. And deliver to only you. As you can see, it's unopened. Um, quick perception checks from everybody. Okay. Right. <clears throat> Ooh, nine. Not fantastic. Thirteen total. Nineteen total. Woo! We keep her around for a reason. Okay. Uh, you see the uh, the man kept around for protection. Uh, sort of tense his muscles and and grip the hilts of his scimitars. I will likewise tense. Uh, Hamar says. Told by whom, might I ask? Yeah, note-taking. The shopkeeper uh, shopkeep in Rafasha. Fortunately, I was passing through, and I did not take note of his name. Uh, you see him kind of pass a glance to the uh, the bodyguard, who or the guard, who doesn't strike, but remains kind of at ready. Uh, based on his stance, he seems like he'd be a formidable opponent. Is he near me? Um... He's like right next to the door, so depending on kind of how, like if you if you sort of walked in and just kind of stayed near the doorway, you'd be very close to him. Um, I assume Tom walked Eric's forward is, a little. Yeah, bit. he's gone over the counter. He's about ten fifteen feet away. Eric's in. He reaches below the 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 counter and and produces a a stoppered glass flask and uh, pops the top off. It's about six inches in diameter, and there's a Kind of a yellowish greenish liquid, uh, making up the bottom three or so inches of the the flask. I'm not drinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, you would not. <laughs> be the last beverage you eat or you you imbibe. And he takes the scroll case at the top. There's like a combination lock, mm-hmm. which he does, and then aims it down into the liquid and pops the top off. Uh, when he does, a uh, a clockwork beetle about two inches in diameter pops out of the scroll case into the liquid uh, and begins to 
thrash and dissolve. Nature's amazing. <laughs> Interesting uh, delivery. I'm glad I didn't try to open that. <laughs> that seemed potentially unpleasant. Is that, the only way, is that the only way he could have died? Is that the only way what could have died? The beetle. Oh, no, it can die from a number of means, but this is the most... This is the way it's most assured not to jump on the opener and, well, do very unpleasant things to their inner workings. Do shopkeeps from such large distances really hate each other this much? I mean... Oh, no, this is an insurance policy. Oh, good insurance policy. If anyone were to unknowingly open the the case, well, they're... The tiny clockwork ravager there would do very bad things to their softer bits. They're... The rest of their short life would be very, very unpleasant. I trust, trust me on this. <laughs> I do. He, oh, uh, I get it. Drop realizes. <laughs> he kind of casts you a, a sideways glance <laughs> and then... I lean in. It's okay. He's a little slow to the party sometimes. As long as he gets there. And he uh, knocks the, the a, a rolled piece of parchment from the case, inspects it, seems kind of pulls out a little bit, seems satisfied, then rolls it back up and puts it in. Good, good. So, tell me, what was promised you upon its deliverance? Apparently that was one of the things I didn't take notes of, and it's been like a month now. Um, they make like a intelligence or wisdom check to see if I uh, remember what he said. You can make a wisdom check to try to remember what was said. Can I also do it? Because I remember a discussion with him. If you re- if you actually remember, you just remember. But if you if Joe doesn't remember, then uh, you'll have to make a check. I'll make a check. Wisdom check is the appropriate one. Thirteen. Eighteen. Wisdom check. Okay. Uh, Drock, you remember that um, the bargain for delivering the scroll case was a discount on the goods you already bought. Oh, yeah, that's why we don't remember, because it it wasn't there. (laughs) Um, hmm. Left, my good rogue. You didn't remember that, though. I know. My guy doesn't remember, but he doesn't remember shit, so he's going to make up, no matter what, he'd make up something. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to go first, so you can't. If you want to go, go. I I need a second to think of something. We promised uh, to have a few contacts in town to help uh, make our way here in Shade. Kind of along the lines of what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, you promised that you'd be able to help get us set up in town, uh, since we're going to be here for a long haul. Assisting? Yeah, essentially. Perception. So, an assist of 11. Um, you, don't, you don't get the assist, but you uh, he seems to buy your story. And he says, I can, I can help you with a, a friend or two in town and a, a place to stay. There's a price for it, of course, as there is for everything in Shade. They say you can't make friends without making a few enemies at the same time. If you assist me in a, a bit of work, then I'd be happy to accommodate. What kind of work? Something something very precious to me was taken, without my consent and without my desire, by someone here in town. I want you to get it back for me. Oh, and I can do that. I don't care about the means. As long as it is returned, undamaged. Uh, and what is this object we're retrieving? It's hard to retrieve something without knowing what it is. The object is a small fetish necklace. A... Trust. That means something different, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever he's into, man. I'm not going to judge. Hey, man, Halfling's got going on as a drop. <laughs> a tiny ball gag. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a set of anal beads. I've been passed out of my family for years. <laughs> it is a slightly used <laughs> it is a pair of mummified claws on a silver band the 
Tips of them have been gilded in gold. It has it is of great importance to me. And I would like to have it back in my possession. Sentimental value? Yes. I mean also actual value, but it means more to me than than the coins it is worth. Do you know who has taken it? Yes. Yes. Consult the book. <laughs> the person who holds my my heirloom is Asmara Imenifer, the self-styled life giver here in Shade. If you can recover the the necklace from the water baroness, then I will make it the effort worth your time. Not only in contacts and housing, but some amount of gold will be heading your way as well. Crowns still spend here, despite the distance from the Empire. It's the language I speak. Are there any other details that might help us with retrieving your property? Is she formidable of magic or melee ability? Or arrows, those two, those are bad. Why don't we try not to get in a fight? <laughs> what? Says the sneaky person. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> the Baroness is a dragonborn, standing well over six feet tall. Formidable in melee combat, and uh, well connected within the, within the town. Do we know what kind of, uh, what does she breathe out of her mouth? Well, I imagine air like most of us. <laughs> She's a dragonborn, they have, they shoot elemental stuff. <laughs> a drock is laughing so loudly at Eric's. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one can say for sure. They say that anyone who's seen her breath weapon has not lived to tell the tale. Dun dun dun. Fair enough. We're in a town of first level... <laughs> ZR1 characters. We're not for slow anymore, guys. Um, okay, I think that's enough to at least get us going. Uh, we can find out more information. Well, for one, where would we find her? Or her... Um... That's why I said get going. We don't have to have them lay everything out for us. It makes us look incompetent. Well. <laughs> We're new in town. He clearly knows it. We can at least ask for directions. Where would we find her? Or her stronghold? Or whatever. You said water baroness. I assume she has... Water. Water. Hold up somewhere. Or an office. I don't know. Her stronghold is near the the hollow temple. Uh, to the east of town. The enormous structure that you mm. can see from virtually everywhere. It's near there. <laughs> this is going to be fun. And she has a... Who has rope? She has what is effectively a warehouse built against the outer wall of the temple. And a small... But... Well, appointed base of operations nearby. The specifics of where she holds my relic, I do not know. So she doesn't wear it? No. I think she keeps it like a a trophy. A bitch. He's not bitter or anything? Nah. Alright, are we off? Yes. Okay. Good luck to you. Good luck to you, sir. Well, thank you. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your meal. You too. Uh, <laughs> Enjoy your movie. You too. Drock nods to the scimitar or wielding uh, ruffian. He gives you a nod back. Says, says like stern face. Yeah, I'm very scarred too. So. Eric just kind of grins and waves at him as he walks out the door. I'm just gonna sort of keep an eye on him. I thought you were such back. a dandy. You're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> not that, no, just imagine like waving. Not that like, kind of wave. No, just I imagine he's a dandy. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Can we need to get like a foppish hat, like a Renaissance <laughs> No, I'm not Edward. <laughs> oh, God. How delightful! <laughs> I'm a different kind of jackassy light fighter. <laughs> All right. 
What's the plan? All right. So we're uh, let's recon. Do you have a place to like? Well, that's what this mission is for: is to get a place to live. Yeah. So for now, like I guess the the current until we get a, a, a new housing, the current base of operations is the Rose End. Do you want to go to? A... So if we ever need to meet back up, that's. Yeah. Because that's where we're staying. Yeah, but do, we don't need to go back right now. I think we should head to the place that we're going to essentially rob and oh no, scout I, it out. I agree, we, but if for some reason we get separated, that's where we should be back. Roger that. Should so, we plot while we're walking, or should we kind of... Well, there's no plotting yet. We don't, like, we don't... We need to essentially reconnoiter. We need to case the joint. Get a sense of what's going on. Like, th- th- we're not just going to be bo- uh, rushing in there. This is a job. We're doing this right. Mm-hmm. I think those two should talk with her, and I think we should case out because, I don't know, Life Giver, your Paylor, everyone likes Paylor, so, you know. I feel like... kind of stops and uh, looks Karen up and down. How stealthy are you? You, you don't seem to carry a lot of stuff, so uh, I've known some stealthy monks in my time. More Maybe stealthy than of. I thought I was. <laughs> Actually, looking at my paper here. <laughs> Agile. I'm probably stealthier than... Well, you're probably stealthier than him, and he points it. I have you're disadvantage on stealth. So if we're breaking in, you're not coming with us. <laughs> I'm... Oh, it's like, how am I? With... It'd be... If you're not proficient, it's just your dex bonus. If you're proficient, it's your dex bonus plus your proficiency. Or if you're... <clears throat> or if you're a bard, you might have your proficiency bonus to everything. Well, yeah, go ahead. So yes, if you need a, a stealth person, I'm yeah, probably I, your best bet in this group. It'd probably be nice to have somebody go in with me as well, but I'm not. Yeah, so I'm not bad. Oh, let's at least case the joint. And we'll figure out the plan. I, I would feel bad leaving the priest out of this, though. I don't know how you feel about breaking into someone's house. How do I feel about? Breaking into <laughs> I mean, to be house. fair, she's apparently a bad woman. Hmm. Dragon thing. Why don't we interact with her, and then stealthy guys, you don't interact with her. That way, she doesn't know well, you or see you. Interacting might be irrelevant. Like that's why we need to go check out. Like, we need to go. We need more information. She sells water, right? Yeah. That's what she does? Let's just go buy some water. And yeah. We can use that yeah. as a pretense for... Exactly. We just need to go there and get information. Yeah. yeah. All right. Here we go. We're going to the thing. Okay. We are walking. I begin We're to walking. walk. We're walking. We're walking. I begin to walk. All right. We're One walk. foot in front of other. <laughs> That's how walking works, yes. <laughs> um, Along the way, since we didn't ask him, I'm going to try to see if I can find out. Does her... Because he told us it's near the Hollow Temple. He didn't give us if it has a name. I'm gonna try to find out if her ba- like of where she lives, her fortress or whatever stronghold has a name that people call it by. I want to um, know if she's got a reputation. Yeah, I'm. I'm essentially gonna be doing information gathering as we're heading over there. What's the name of the place? What's her reputation? Um, like we're new here, so I'm gonna be kind of coaching it and be like, hey, you know, we're figuring out the town. Why don't you heard she's the source of water? Well, we ask your uncle. Well, he's not around right now. I do want to ask: Are there people like in the streets? Are we well, walking through alleys? What, what's the environment like? So the the town is is it seems very thrown together. There's not a lot of rhyme or reason. Like the 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 streets in the capital are immaculately planned out in a grid pattern. You can see from down the main hall all the way to the grand palace. Um, here, everything seems to just kind of be built wherever it's built. Um, all of it's kind of. Uh, Cobbled, like cobbled stone uh, that appears to all be from the same source. This kind of gunmetal gray with blue flex stones piled on top of each other and kind of moored together uh, to make the buildings. What's that, walking around? Are there people walking around? Yeah, there are people. It seems like, unlike the uh, it, within the, the deep desert, here people have kind of gone back to a regular um, diurnal, is the walk around during the day? Yeah. Yeah. 
The people here have gone back to a walking around in a... Ah. Take two. The people here have gone back to a diurnal schedule, um, mostly active during the day. So, thing that just occurred to me. Mm. I'm going to look for signs of a thieves' guild, because I don't want to get attacked for <laughs> working on territory. Drunk says, the cure. I think we should be careful, but we don't want to ask too many people. Because they might be connected to her, so we don't know who to trust. Well, but you, I'm keeping. I'm, ke- I'm also keeping the questions general, as it, the, the types of things people would ask that are new to town, mm-hmm. and trying to figure out. I'm not like, so where does she keep her like expensive things? It's, you know, who is she, like, what, you know, I've heard about this place. What's it called? I want to be able to find it. I want to know what to call it. Be respectful. Like, how do I not piss her off? Like, things that like place like this might be a relevant question. Or but, like, we've heard this lady sells water. Where should we go? How much does it cost? Maybe I mm-hmm. should do the thing because you guys are very memorable. So if we're planning a heist and we are seen the day before asking questions about her, the memorable That's people would probably not be the best ones to be asking questions. Us. So I'm going to bring up that I'm going to make sure, since what we're planning to do at this point is larceny, I'm going to see if there's a local thieves guild whose toes we're not going to step on. Um, Good plan. So I'll separate from the group and let them finish, do that level of the casing and try to go find uh, the thieves guild. I'm assuming there's probably marking signs. Something I'm semi-familiar with, with my history. Okay. Um, we'll put your search on pause for a moment. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, and are you guys going to be asking around about her, or are you going to look around, try to find her spot? I'll look around. Twelve. You have advantage because you were basically told where, where to go. Seventeen. Seventeen, okay. The Hollow Temple is, frankly, impossible to miss. It casts such a... What's it called? Uh, the Hollow Temple. Is that the name of her base, or is that the name of where it's near? That's, That's the, the big building. Near. Yeah, it's, okay. it's an enormous building to the... Because I got the Hollow Temple. Yeah, here. mostly east and somewhat north. It sort of has an L shape to it from as far as you've been able to see so far. Okay. Um, it's, it's large enough to cast shadow uh, for a good chunk of the day over most of the town. Providing shade for shade? Well, It could be where the name comes from. Or it could work Maybe. on a lot of letter levels. <sighs> so do we find the building? You do. <laughs> Right. You see a large, a much larger building than any of the others you've seen so far. Uh, it, it looks like a warehouse. It's about two and a half stories tall. Uh, it's got a, you can't tell what the, the ceiling's made of, but it has a very kind of big boxy structure to it. Uh, in a few places you see uh, etched into like a stone disc and embedded into the wall, the image of a jug of water, a jug pouring water into another jug. Like the caravan we didn't do anything with. Yes. Kind of glad we didn't now, so we don't piss off the water supplier in the desert. So I'm going to kind of say... Like we're about to? I'm going to kind of like... Only if we get caught. Basically patrol around and maybe strike up a conversation. I'm going to let you guys go in. Okay, so, so. as you begin to approach, uh, the it's an, like an L-shaped building. I'm going to double check, make sure I have like an empty water skin or something. Mm. No. There is a drawing here of what is clearly an L shape. So this is the large <laughs> warehouse. Thank you, Drock. And this is the reportedly well-appointed office. Okay. Hmm. You guys are coming from, like, northwest mm. over here, okay. approaching. Uh, you can see there are a number of armed guards. Basically, every corner has one. Mm. And make a perception check. Perception. 10. 13. 20. 25. You're not there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you have? Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Drock and Kiaren see there is a uh, a guard on each corner and a bowman on the roof. Uh, Sounds like three amigos. Sure. What? Uh, it's like I'll six amigos, but 
Oh, it's like El Wapo. Okay, pretty new. Never mind. All right, that'd be relevant. There are there's a large on the north wall of the warehouse. Mm-hmm. There's a large like a warehouse door, kind of sliding wooden a sliding wooden door. Uh, one as you approach, one of the guards uh, wearing uh, scale mail seems to be uh, sweating a bit in the afternoon sun, but he uh, has a uh, a wooden shield and a halberd in hand. Uh, he holds up his uh, his shield hand to have you stop. The warehouse is for Official business only. If you're here to shop, head to the office. And he uh, motions you around. Okay, and then we'll head that way. Okay. As you uh, come across, you see a smaller building. Uh, this one only about uh, a single story. There are a few windows in the side, and a, uh, an open do- a, a door is currently open. Uh, you can see a few people leaving from within, with uh, carrying a large barrel between them. Uh, it, it sloshes like it's full of water. Uh, on the front, it says, uh, it says the wellspring painted onto the stone. Inside, there is a, a, a man dressed in loose robes. He has a, uh, a long uh, beard across the entirety of his face, uh, put into three braids, basically one on each cheek and then one down the center of his, his chin. Uh, he has striking green eyes and a shaven head. Not, a, not as pale as Rostin, but certainly much the... The fairest person you've seen, uh, skin-wise, uh, since you've arrived in Shade. He says, Welcome to the Wellspring. I am a humble servant of the Life-Giver. What may I do for you today? Drop what's like Kiaren. Just for clarification, uh, what else is in there? Is it just a room with him? Or it's is a it... room with him and a, like a small fountain uh, off to the side. It's about three feet in diameter and sort of just bubbling up. There's like a jug in the middle sort of bubbling up over it back to like a small... This looks like a, like a bird bath with a jug in the middle of it and the water's pouring out of the jug back into the bird bath and there seems to be some sort of circulation going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like a park fountain. Like a very like a park fountain, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, there's a, a little desk with uh, a couple of chairs in front of it and then a door to a, a back room. He has um, some papers laid out in front of him and a uh, coffer, and in the corner of the room is a uh, like a a green plant, like not like a succulent, like a regular plant, like you'd see near the river, which is like such a show of ostentation here in the in the middle of the desert. Uh, and there is a hobgoblin sitting there wearing a uh, a male vest, uh, like an armor vest, not like a boy's vest, um, <laughs> and his uh. With his furry arms crossed in front of his uh, his chest, uh, he seems to be looking. He look looks as intimidating as the other guy looks sycophantic. All right, uh, I'll look at the guy who greeted us and give my greeting back. Hello, we followed the signs here. I was wondering how much it would be to fill up this with water, and I'll hold up my empty water skin. It says it would really do you much better to buy in bulk. I can assure you. Do you have any larger vessels? Not with us currently. We are new to town. Should we buy vessels here? But of course. For a nominal <laughs> fee, you understand. What kind of fee are we talking here? What kind of vessel are we talking <laughs> here? And do you need delivery service? The life giver accommodates all who ask. Is it possible to get all these deals together in one batch? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> my friend. Um... 
Okay, looking around, like, do they have a display maybe of like what kind of vessels you can buy? Or, like, are we talking casks? Are we talking? Uh, there's no display. Okay. Um, but if you ask him what sort of vessels are available. Okay. He, what sort of vessels are available? He says, ah, everything from uh, tiny two to five gallon casks, all the way up to uh, 20 to 40 gallon barrels as needed. What's a barrel go for? Well, the 20 gallon barrel, with delivery of course, and he kind of takes his, his quill out and Okay, plus, uh, and this is the first time you have bought water from the Wellspring, yes? Oh, of course, yes. Oh, okay, so, um, then we have the sign-up fee, of course, and, okay. So the 20-gallon barrel will be 35 gold pieces. Reference for that is that a lot? That's a lot. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So a like, gold piece like, is 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 like a is it still a peasant's like monthly salary? Is one gold piece? Um, it's a it's okay. a bit less than that, but it's the noble background gave me twenty five as walking around cash. So okay. keep that in mind. Yeah. Like, okay. There, you, you would pay like maybe a gold and a half for the barrel, and then coppers to fill it, like um, by the river. Like this is. Hi, this is highway robbery. <laughs> okay. So, uh... We feel a little bit less bad about stealing from this lady now. A little bit. Yeah. As we are new to town, we really are not set up for delivery yet. But thank you for giving us the information. Uh, he says, Well, I would, I would charge you for the quote, but there are, frankly, not much competition in town. So, uh, when you are prepared, and when the thirst arrives, then... You know where to find us. Thank you for your time. For now, please just fill up my water skin. I do want to buy something from him, just in case. Oh, of course, of course. So then... 40. Shit. (laughs) It says that'll be three gold. (laughs) (laughs) How much was that wine that you bought, Drock, in the beginning? Like one, maybe two. Yeah, to be fair, we are also in the middle of a desert. <laughs> True. All right, I'm going to pay the man just to sort of ease this transaction. Okay. So, three gold. I have to play a lot of music to be able to pick up some of these. Or if you let me know later, I can try to retrieve it. Uh, I was going to say, we have a thief in the party. This will not... We also have someone who makes... Well, yeah. Can we run beside business? No, stop it. We're still in the shop shop. Yeah, maybe that's not the thing that's saying from... No, I'm thinking in my head. <laughs> Okay. He doesn't know that. Drop does not say yeah, that. Yeah, just... All right, I will. I will get the water from him. Pay him the three gold. Okay. Say bye pleasantly and leave. I do say I'm gonna have to play a lot around town. Okay. So when I post up by this place and play music, there's a reason why I'm there. Hmm. Setting up your your cover story. Yep. Drop All right. Stupid, stupid like a fox. What? All right. He uh, gives you your water skin and uh, and bids you good day. I said good day. Um, make perception checks as you depart. Three. God, I am retiring this one already. That's a eleven. <laughs> Dude, do you want to borrow a 15. different one? I've got one more I can try here. All right. Um, is the little dude in the corner going to do something? Actually, I have quite a few details. Yeah, you hear him say. Uh, uh, you hear him say. I don't like the looks of those. Of uh, those three. I gave you gold. Inform us, Mara. There's new blood in town. Maybe I'm going in by myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Um, once we do get a distance away, I do want to say like I can like maybe post up somewhere and like just get my case and kind of play like all day. Okay. And try to keep an eye about things. If there is post you up. They already know who I am. So I have an idea now that we're like out of there. You brought up the fact that I can create water. Yeah. If I burn every slot, I can fill one of those barrels every day. Yeah. Every day. Every day. <laughs> so, you can, you know, you talked about maybe setting up a side business. Maybe later. I think if we want to set this up as an inside job, I can go to work for this lady for a night or two. Oh. And maybe leave the back door open and get you in. And you know who we also should call in a favor? Roston. Mm. He owes us. Do, this, do how about you? Set up how to find him. Um, you, I you can't a, ask me questions for this because I'm not there. I have an idea. I might just like get drunk, pretend I'm drunk, I and like, kind of yell out. We told you to find us at the, uh, the inn. Oh, that's probably true. All right, I might actually cut myself slightly and kind of just, <laughs> just kind of smear that blood, just kind of go in the air. Or just Again, no waft. flaws in this plan. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> it'd be better for her to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Or you. <laughs> the humans, better? The humans of the party. Better? Well, question mark? <laughs> well, no, it would be more likely to attract him. That's true. Because he flat we out said established that. You, that. We never yes, established no, he that. He flat out said that, you, you, that the two of you guys dated by that. That's why you guys may be sleeping in his tent. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. He flat out said that like we weren't as appealing. <laughs> mm. Okay. okay <laughs> well, he might not also be the only vampire in town, so let's not try to draw every single blood. People in this kind of town. Pricking yourself is probably not going to be the thing that draws all the vampires to you. Just saying. There are flaws in I was like, let's do this, call Frostin. You just kind of walk around with my Your hand boy. Up. We should make a bat signal for him. I, I have uh, I have created minor illusion. I was going to do Rostin, but I thought that might be a little bit too. I was going to do just Rostin. Like, I, I can do it. Up you are not stealthy. 30 feet in the air, I can do a minor illusion and have Rostin. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, while this is going on, <laughs> yeah. right? So, um, obviously, because I'm moving into more larceny business, he puts his head up. Okay. Um, obviously, it's not going to say not keep people from looking at him, but it'll at least do something to kind of hide his features. Um, he's generally going to be asking in thieves' can't. Okay. Um, so you're asking around or looking around? Both. Oh. If I have to talk to anybody, I do it in thieves' can't. So the very least, someone thinks I'm crazy, as opposed to a bunch of people know I'm asking around about a thieves' guild. Okay. And if somebody understands it, they probably know what I'm looking for. Okay, um, make a perception check first, please. Ten. Ten. Okay. I'm better if it's investigation, but in this case, not that much. Um, then please make a... Then please make a uh, persuasion check. Sixteen. All right, and then please make a deceive check. Deception. Nineteen. Nineteen, okay. I lie like a champ. Uh, so asking around and looking around... You just see a, a few markings on, uh, you see a couple markings on walls. Um, looks like kind of just tagging your graffiti, but uh, you you see enough of them to kind of, that, that territorial markers are, are in place. Mm-hmm. Asking around a little bit, you are given the, the following information. There are, in fact, two fledgling guilds in town. The first is called the Sand Drakes. It's a good name, John. Thank you. Bad at code and stuff like their tag seems to be uh, like a a, a, a tan <laughs> like a little tan dragon. The other guild is called the Sisterhood of Ghosts. 
probably not the one I'm going to end up working with, just based on context clues. You were pretty foppish. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's their symbol? Uh, there appears to be like a, it's like a, it's like a stick figure up, upper half, like just sort of like cross with a circle on the top, mm-hmm. but the bottom of the cross kind of is like a little squiggle. Cartoon ghost? Kind a little of? bit, yeah. Okay. I'm afraid of no ghost. All right, so it's, here, I'll just draw it real quick and show it to you. Yeah, that's more or less what I thought. <laughs> For listeners at home, it is a squiggle so, cross. Well, my character doesn't feel the best about the sisterhood one. He's not going to be discriminatory in what he's finding, because he's more or less just trying to figure out what the situation is in this town. If if they're fledgling, there's probably not a whole lot of this is our territory, or there's at least some, but not quite as solidified to be the running guess, but he's still going to see what he can find out. Uh, he's not talking about why, more or less just general operating. Uh, at this point, he's not intending to give away what his plan is. Are you trying to make a meeting with one of the two guilds? Yeah. He 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 wants to get yeah. He's have a meeting with one of the guilds. Find out, find out the lay of the land, um, and get a sense of like you know if he does this, how much trouble is he going to get into, um, without directly asking that kind of question, but just okay. finding out like what their rules are, expectations, if there are independent operators in the city. With a little bit of investigation and asking around, you do manage to get a meeting with a member of the Sandrakes. Their name with him or no? Uh, yes. He identifies himself as Kravash. Uh, he's a, a well-tanned uh, human man with shock white hair. He has, like, coal around his eyes. And uh, when you meet him, he has... He kind of, like, meets you in an alleyway. And you can hear him, like, rolling dice in his fingers. We don't often see new blood and shade come right for the guilds. Well, I have some experience with guilds in other towns, and... I know what my own personal pensions are, and I know in some cities you either need to be a, mem- a member of the guild or at least know what the lay of the land is if you're going to try to be an independent operator so you don't uh, get your throat slit and dumped in an alley somewhere. I like to have my throat intact, so I figured I should at least check in and see what's going on before I proceed with uh, any plans that may come up. Or just, you know, making a living. This is wise words. So do you prefer the to stay independent? Or would you like to join the Drakes? Honest answer, I don't know yet. I ran with some guilds back where I came from. Um, never really gave too much of the personal allegiance. More independent contractor, but tended to con- actually do a lot more contract with the guilds themselves without fully dipping my toe in the pond. I'm not against it. At this point, I'm just uh, settling in and trying to just to figure out what's what. Uh, he seems to kind of get a bit of a read on you, and he says... So are you looking for work, or have you found it already? Hmm. Both. Um, I've got a couple leads on things that could pan out. Uh, I don't know where they're going yet. Uh, it could be a whole lot of nothing, because people like to talk a big game, especially when uh, they're in debt and they think they got a big score somewhere. You know what I mean? Um, but also not uh, against finding more work, because I get bored easily. If you'd like to make friends amongst the Drakes, I have a... I have a task needs doing that I'd rather not have uh, an insider. You might be just the thing we're looking for. He debates for a second whether they should take uh, offense at being called a thing and then just decides to roll with it. He goes, I can do that. Good, good. <laughs> oh, the side quests. <laughs> good. You keep just rolling up the side quests. I wish you had a quest journal. 
do we die? Today we saved a kitten from a tree. Still it was working. not on that taffy cat, though. <laughs> it was not a taffy cat, though. Yeah, I find that Boston Mambo. Oh, so I'm always on the outlook. Look out for him. Okay. Don't know if he's here, though. I don't know if I could collect it, even if he was here. So. Who are you going to turn the bounty into? The other people that you would send him on for a bounty? Send him on a caravan. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Just trust him up. And never get back. paid. Yeah, okay. Well, it could be like a letter thing. Somebody pays you the bounty, what it's owed, and they'll collect it on the other side. Maybe. So a lot of messages to get passed in that day. In that day? <laughs> back in that day. Back in the day. Back in yesterday. Back in your yesterday. <laughs> fantasy world. Back in magic fantasy times, yeah. <laughs> Come on, you know how Quoth said stuff, John. Mm. He says, The high specter of this sisterhood is a woman named Nashifa. Her daughter Novi has been a bit of the a bit of a thorn in our side. Hold up. Sorry, I'm trying to get the names down there. Not our normal English names. Mm. So the high specter, what's her name? Nashifa. Nashifa. And her daughter? Is Novi. Novi. Okay. Go on. He says, Nashifa has her, her talons too deep into this town to give up easily. But Novi has no such regard for Shade. I need her to leave. Not die, but depart from this town. Okay. That's not the usual request, but I think I can work with that. Figure something out. I gotta find it like to make a thing of himself. <laughs> it's like, who am I gonna help with this task? <laughs> <laughs> I can make something happen there. This is good. Good. I need a blunt instrument. So I'll leave, I'll leave the method up to you. I'd like to. It'll be good for the Drakes to see how you operate. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, glad to be doing business. Kind of, is there like a thief handshake that people generally do, or is it still just regular handshakes? Uh, just regular handshakes, and like each guild might have their own like secret handshake. Secret handshake, uh, but you you wouldn't know. Yeah. So he just reaches out and kind of does like the. The forearm one, you know, the one where you're checking the other person's okay. weapons. <laughs> yeah, both of both of you kind of like do a quick glance, like, okay, no poison rings, no <laughs> hidden daggers, okay. So after that, I head back to the end because uh, that's the agreed upon meeting place. Okay. <clears throat> um, and were you guys also heading back to the end? Mm-hmm. Yes. Sure. All right. So you all arrive back at about the same time, uh, just past nightfall. Uh, you you started this day in like late afternoon, so. Even though you haven't really done a ton, you kind of got a late start on it. Uh, as you approach, an uncharacteristic hush seems to have fallen over the uh, the inn. You can you can smell. Was it uh, as soon as we enter, or is it? It's like like you you sort of meet one another outside, but even like just before dawn, you still heard like chatter and and talking and like just kind of like commotion, but just like people were inside and they're sort of being active. This time you. Uh, as you approach, it's it's like quiet from inside. Um, what's everyone's passive perception? A passive perception. Eleven. Passive perception. Sixteen. Yeah, eleven. Thirteen. Eleven, sixteen, thirteen. Okay. Uh, the two of you uh, can hear basically the sounds of, of blows being struck uh, inside. Hmm. And there was a firefight. <laughs> and by the two of you, Kiaran and Farron. Yeah. For clarification. I, I, I got what you meant. And. I, I I pointed. Oh, yeah. oh, 
Well, this does at home. So when you say you, we are hearing that as we walk in or before we before make it in the in. door? Okay. Are there windows? There are not, no. But there is, the, the doorway is open. So you can, like, you can try to peek in the door. Is it dark inside? No, it's, it's bright. Well, that's spooky. I'm going to hold... Okay, hold up. There's something going on inside. I'm going to creep towards the door. Okay. Uh, test stuff. Nice. 22. To the the left side of the room uh, from the door, a like a little ring has, has formed. Of, of like people. a fight, fight, fight ring? Uh, like it's a, there's a ring of people all looking inward, but no one's no one's chanting or doing anything like that. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a lot of people who are sort of nearby who are kind of very pointedly looking away. From above the heads, you can see a uh, standing like literally head and shoulders above the crowd. A woman. No, in this case, it's a. Uh, oh. It appears to be a kind of grayish, uh, like a skin the color of moss. Uh, an ogre uh, stands up. It looks to be uh, bare-chested. Uh, at least the, the shoulders are uh, are empty. Uh, and it's kind of... It, it seems to be looking down at something and then kind of scanning, the, just sort of sweeping the crowd with its, its gaze. It's got a, a vicious scowl and two uh, large tusks from its, uh, its lower jaw. You see a, a black-haired head kind of come up above the, the general thing of bodies. And then, uh, as it, it ducks down beneath the kind of crowd line, you hear of a, a blow being struck against somebody in the, uh, in the tavern. And you hear like a, like the, the recipient uh, taking the blow, and then like the crowd not saying any, like nobody in the crowd doing or saying anything about it. Well, we see her approach now, right? Yeah. yeah she, was kind of like, she, sort of, she sort of waved you off and then checked it yeah. out. So, look. Somebody's getting, <laughs> somebody's getting beat up. Is that your uncle? That, well, once, <laughs> that once she says thought. that, that's my first thought. Is that my uncle? Like, it could be. Uh, it could be. There's no reaction from the crowd, so I can't get an indication of what's going on. So I'm just going to, I mean, I, I'm going to walk in, but I'll be circumspect. Mm-hmm. Um, my hood's up at this point. Okay. Um, and I try to get in closer to see what I can see, because I'm I, I bored it's my uncle. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, make a stealth check to try to blend in with the crowd as you approach. Fuck. 11. 11? Okay. <laughs> I power my way through. It was like... Seventeen, three. <laughs> so I kind of like elbow, try to try to see what's going on now. Okay. And, yeah, um, I'm mostly just being circumspect. So gotcha. So uh, you have advantage on it because of what Drox did, which is going to become apparent in just a hot second here. Oh, no. Uh, Seventeen. So much better. Okay. So as you kind of shove your way to the front uh, and you sort of sneak around, winding through the crowd, both of you see it just about the same time. Uh, Baron. Uh, Basically, his Baron, uh, your uncle. Uh, yeah, Baron Barn. Um, I was just making yeah. sure that wasn't a different name. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> that's okay. I've done that with my character. I opted to go Barn just to make it more distinct, so to ease confusion. Because oh, I no, know that's that fine. was it's the first time it's come up. Yeah. Anyway, your uncle, Baron or Barn, depending on who's who's so talking that's to him. Barn. Yeah. Uh, your uncle Barn, uh, basically being set back up into a chair. Um, you can see his. Uh, his nose is broken again. His face is like uh, a wash in blood. I just and... fixed that. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, your good work. In addition to the the ogre, there's a uh, another a different bugbear than the one you saw earlier, mm-hmm. uh, who seems to be the one doing the the striking. Uh, he's got like a, a black top knot, black hair in a in a top knot, and there are a uh, there's an orc and a 
vicious looking human kind of setting, setting, sort of resetting the chair if it falls over. Sort of in the middle of the circle, you see a halfling. Uh, well tanned with uh, short cropped hair and a, uh, a clean cut beard. Uh, he's, he is dressed in like, it's like an imitation of noble finery. It's like what a commoner would think a noble, a nobleman would dress like sort of. And he's sort of standing in the center of this circle about three or four feet from this, this is just vicious beating going on. And uh, he says, uh, as you, as you get close, you can hear him say, Baron, when I give you a beating, I intend you to stay beat. If you find someone to heal you, it undoes all of Gar's hard work. And then <laughs> another blow uh, sends him scattering to the floor. You see him kind of groan and spit a tooth onto the uh, the packed earth ground. How much light is in the room? Uh, it's actually pretty well lit, which makes sort of a, a grisly spectacle of the whole thing. Uh, as... He's as the uh, how stealthily can I cast Thaumaturgy? Because I could dim all the light in the room with that. Uh, <laughs> not super. I mean, like it, it's, because it's so silent, it would be very okay. Uh, it'd be very apparent. Sorry, I'm trying to go for a dramatic flare before I start doing mm-hmm. things. That would look cool. You dim all the lights, throw your hood back, and be like, Whoa. <laughs> so, <laughs> "Oh my god, if I could get off twice and make my voice boom!" <laughs> so as the his two uh, henchmen, for lack of a better term, uh, pick uh, Barn up and reset the chair. The, the ogre, who kind of seems to be scanning the crowd, sees you sort of push your way to the front, where a number of people are kind of watching this happen, but not like, everyone's sort of acting like they're, they're not trying to. Um, but he sees you kind of push your way and reaches to grab you. He does so, and then just like pulls you to the, the ground in the middle of the circle. Can I resist? Uh, flips. Sure, go for it. We'll make an opposed check. Okay. Yeah, it's only 13. He's gotcha. I um, don't know what to do if I should try to jump in and talk this out or if I should just attack. And he says, boss, we've got a looky-loo. As, uh, as you scatter to the ground, the halfling turns around and says, well, who are you? Are you the would-be savior of my boy Baron here? And kind of pats him on the cheek and Baron's like, ugh. <clears throat> I was right with my orc tribe and there was a fight. I always wanted to see what was going on with it. Which is true. There was a fight in the orc tribe like we did... I'll go and see what's going on. All right, I'll give you advantage on your on your deceive check. No, I actually meant that's probably true. Well, it's also not the, tr- the whole truth. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so I'll do it. Let's see. Nice. Yeah, yeah, Twenty-two. He says, "Oh well, you see, son, this isn't a fight. This is what you call a beating. I'm sure you saw some of those in your tribe as well. Now, if you don't make this two beatings, I suggest you go on your merry way, unless you have." Something to either tell me or tell poor Baron here. Uh, you don't happen to know who healed him, do you? <laughs> and uh, Baron's like, he doesn't. He doesn't know. And he says, shush, 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 Baron. We'll get back to you. So, stranger, do you? I have no idea how he was healed. Take an advantage, because that is true. I don't know. <laughs> You saw how he, you've seen his mutant healing magic before. Yeah, okay. Uh, you could be trying to argue that he doesn't know how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Which might be true. Um, that is going to be a uh, 12. Ooh. No, no, no. I suppose this works out for the best. Gar, how are your knuckles feeling? Gar says, uh, a little raw. And he says, well, then I give you a choice. Uh, in your name, sir. Um, I'm going to do a thing before this happens. Okay. 
Um, I'm going to uh, go ahead and do Dissonant Whispers on the Garth guy. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Go ahead and make your... Um, he has to make a Wisdom Saving Throw. Gotcha. A 13. Uh, well, I rolled a 20. Okay. Ooh. And what's your AC? AC is um 14. 14. All right. The ogre, whose name you did not catch, swings a fist the size of a ham hock at you. Uh, for 14 points of damage. Jesus Christ. Holy crap. Fuck a doodle. Uh, so I believe that knocks you to one due to your racial... Oh, no, I'm, um, I'm, I have 19 points. Oh, okay, sweet. Level two. Yeah, yeah, level two. <laughs> right for level ups. Yeah. Um, in that case, go ahead and make a constitution saving throw for me, please. Alrighty. Eight. Okay. Uh, you are stunned for one round by the blow. However, does my thing go off? No. It's only if you... No, he still takes damage. Okay, so he made a save. Um, on a failed save, it takes 3d6... Uh, oh, no, sorry. Uh, failed save, it takes 3 What's the spell? Damage. I have it. Uh, on a successful save, the, the target takes half as much damage and doesn't have to move away. Okay, so how much damage does the does Garl take? Half of 13. Alright, so what, uh, 6. Okay, so you see him sort of... He, he, he reels back a little bit, as do you. So let's get, let's get some initiative going here, because we're... We have sort of begun a combat. Okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, 14. 6. No, wait, sorry, 9. I was adding my perception bonus in. <laughs> 20. 14. Okay. I still have no idea what, what's the right move here. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think getting in a fight is the right move, but I also don't think interfering is the right move. Yeah. I'm not above letting him take a hit if it's better for the group, 20? but I feel like I might, maybe was supposed to step in. <laughs> That's it, too. Like, are we supposed to keep our identities hidden at this point? I yeah. That's what I thought, too. But he's kind of forcing us into a fight here. Well, I guess he's a back if I get knocked out. No, 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 I'm like, not. Yeah. I'm just trying to moral quandary. Yeah, mm-hmm. what would the characters do? I honestly feel like, it, at least for me, with his knowledge of underworld things, he probably knows better than to get in the middle of this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. It just, in terms of what the characters would do, like my guy would want to interfere, but kind of knows that's not the smart move. Mm. And as far as I would go, like this is your uncle. I'm probably gonna follow you. What are your follow your lead here? Right, would you have? nine nine? Oh, really bad. <laughs> this is such a moral quandary. Drugs like what's going on? What? Yeah, <laughs> screw you. <laughs> well, again, the moral quandary is it's my uncle now, essentially one of my other friends in the party. Yeah, that is engaging in the fight. We're all getting dragged in. So, like, you know, and my guy is inherently good. So should he interfere, or is this one of those, like, this isn't a smart move to make here, like, you'll both survive. Wait like, it out, yeah. Yeah, they're gonna put a beating on you, but we have a cleric. <laughs> cleric who only can cast three spells in a day, keep in mind. <laughs> yeah, but again, full rest, and we're essentially back at full hit points. We also might learn more, if this sounds awful, but if we watch the beating and listen, we might learn more about... Yeah, it, it, I'm trying to have my guy do the smart move, because he's supremely intelligent. Yeah. Um, and based on everything we're trying to do, he doesn't want to play his hand. Tactically, we might want to watch, but depends. It is <laughs> well, your uncle. Well, learned a lot from Drocky and his ass beat, so... <laughs> I was going to say, it's love, your well, uncle and, and your friend, so I don't know. Well, and as of right now, I'm assuming you guys filled me in on what happened at the temple. Mm. So my guy's also the only one who's not known to them. Well, hold on. Um, you... You sort of just met outside. Okay, so then I don't know. Yeah, you don't know what happened in the temple. You don't know what happened with the guilds. Okay, okay, no, that's Uh, fine. That's a good. So top of the order. Either way, I'm trying to say circumspect. I don't want to reveal myself 
personally. Gotcha. Cool. Top of the order, Raheem says, Cortoon, don't kill him if you don't have to, but if he tries to cast another spell, end him. He holds his ground, but doesn't move. He's about 10 feet from you, and he's standing right next to uh, So, just a second. So, I was hit by someone. You were uh, hit by the ogre. Hit by the ogre. Yeah. And the other person has said to... Uh, Raheem said to Cartoon, if you don't know who it is, but you're guessing is the ogre. Yeah. That if you cast another spell to kill you, mm-hmm. is his instruction. Yarn, you're next. I never actually walked into the room. I'm mm-hmm. going to stay in the shadow of the doorway here, sort of hidden. Okay. But I will prepare a dart. Okay. Sounds good. The orc and the hobgoblin, who you heard, heard it, uh, as, as Garl, uh, both sort of uh, moved the flank uh, Raheem. The hobgoblin is looking at you with kind of beady black eyes uh, full of hate. Okay, so just get an idea. Though. So there is Raheem, who's how many henchmen? He has two henchmen. He has right? four henchmen. He has four henchmen. Uh, okay. an, an orc, a hobgoblin, a, a buff looking human, and an ogre. And uh, which one was the orc? The orc hasn't been named yet. Garl, hobgoblin's Garl. Garl's a hobgoblin, and it seems that Cortoon, K O R T U U N. I was or, really close to my spelling of that. I bet you were. Which played what's the for a lot? You had a lot of good <laughs> fantasy names like Yeah. Um, I had K A R T U N. Oh yeah. Uh Cortoon seems to be the ogre, and you haven't got the human's name yet. Or the orcs. Or the orcs. Alright, drop you're stunned for your turn, but you're no longer stunned. Okay. So this this turn was wasted as you kinda as the room stops spinning. Okay. Fair. I feel like I should probably go in, but uh, I'm going to play this one safe, I think. I'm going to ready an action based on your movement, I think. So uh, you're with me? Here you are. Yeah, if, you, if I see you go, I'm going to go. Okay. Um, We're stacked by the door like yeah. Eric, what do you do? <laughs> I hate to say it, but I'm holding an action. Okay. Um, I'm not going to prepare to attack because this is horrible outnumbered situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm prepared that if things seem to escalate towards either my uncle or Drock dying, then I'll try to, at that point, intercede, see if I can calm things down. But I'm definitely trying to not start combat. Okay. Uh, the human thug seems to position himself near enough to Baron to um, like put a hurt on him if, uh, if like a rescue attempt seems to be mm-hmm. being made. Uh, Cortoon moves close and sort of towers over you. Uh, he says, Stay down, little man. Uh, God. <laughs> no. Uh, Raheem just sits there looking like a smug asshole. Uh, Kiaran. Okay, pass. Uh, I'm, I'm holding position. Everyone else seems to kind of see where things are going. Uh, drop back to you. Um, I don't get up. I try to get on the sense like, If you kill me... No one's going to be able to play loot tonight here. And I like to make a persuasion check. <laughs> <laughs> sure, go for it. What are you going to do, seduce him? No. Yeah. Could go 14, unless I have like advantage or something. Um, no, you don't have advantage, but the... Uh, you should try and I, I point to my loot that like I have, still have strapped to my back. And I, I say, I kind of actually even fumble my words a little bit more than I would to say, well, if you're... Well, if you're going to... Kill me, no one's gonna be able to play loot tonight. I kind of play up my being knocked out a little bit. My wooziness, I play it up. Okay. Uh, actually, we'll keep going. Uh, Fair, you're next. Are you keep holding? Yeah. Okay. I don't like it, but. Yeah. What's his expression? 
Uh, Raheem seems contemplative. Uh, Cortoon seems uh, sadistic, I guess is a good... I'm not sure how you express that in a facial expression, but uh, he looks like he's... Oh, to, uh, to quote a, a great... Uh, he looks like he's taking too much pleasure in people being hurt. That's pretty... <laughs> to quote a great actor of our day, it looks like he'll take pleasure from gutting you, boy. <laughs> Eric's. I'm waiting to see how this plays out. <laughs> All right. Are we bad people? Yes. Cartoon um, no, no, no. reaches down so and uh, uh, basically goes, uh, makes to grab by, grab you by the arm. Uh-huh. Um, do you like stay limp or do you resist? I stay limp. Okay. Uh, play dead. <laughs> no, I don't like. I don't play. Like, I'm just like. Uh, I, I, yeah, like, I'm acting like I'm really woozy, even though it hurt like hell. I'm mm-hmm. playing it up. Okay. Uh, you find the urge to prison shank the guy. You're not. <laughs> Yeah. You're, you're method acting. You're not have, you're not really yeah. have to stretch your range here on yeah. this one. You might break your he, arm. He here. like pulls you. He raises you up by your arm, and then sort of like pulls you to your tiptoes, so you don't really have good good balance mm-hmm. there. Kick him in the balls. Then uh, Bo shampoo. Uh, he looks at uh, Raheem and he says, uh, uh, "Raheem says, Cartoon, give him a chance. Why don't you Why don't you warm my cold heart with a a lovely song?" Uh, he says, play for your life and the life of your friend. And then uh, Cortoon drops you uh, to the ground. Oh, hey, you, you can land on your feet. Age. Okay. So I, uh, <clears throat> I'll i take my loot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, do I know, actually, from my experience, is there a song that halflings particular like or that is kind of known throughout the halfling folk? It's like saying, is there a song humans particularly like? No, but if it's a culture. Yeah. If you're trying to play particularly for the... Um, uh, if Ranchi kind of halfling, you do know, or if if you're making the assumption he's from the Empire, or at mm-hmm. least that's where he's from, you do know a number of songs that are kind of have historical relevance there. Mm-hmm. I'll give you advantage on the perform check for your quick thinking. Okay, I'll do that, and I'll play a classic song. Uh, 21. You uh, see his, uh, as you go into it, uh, do you speak halfling? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you see... Uh, you, oh, sorry, I sing it. Sing you, it yeah, you, you sing a song in his, in his native tongue. Uh, and as the first few uh, kind of measures go through, you see like the kind of smug, cocky look on his face uh, sort of fade to one of surprise. And then, um, yeah, he actually seems to like kind of a tear falls. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's like Eo and like Ratatouille, where he remembers this. He loses a little bit of the 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 rest of the tavern is like just stunned. Like no one no one knows what to do make of the situation. Um, <laughs> You, you you only play a few measures of the or you'll play like the, the the first first chorus. You don't feel like this is the time to extend the the song. And he says, uh, "Well done." <laughs> <laughs> you win this round, <laughs> but I've got my eye on you. And he he sort of looks at the like the the big like blue, uh, blackening bruise on the side of your face, and he says. I better see my man's mark on you for a few days yet. And him too, or you'll both get worse. Come on! He sort of waves his hip finger in the air in like a circular motion. Um, the his his thugs kind of form up on him, and the the crowd parts <laughs> like in his in front of him as he uh, moves by, and they sort of uh, come back together in their, in uh, in his wake. Uh, and then he uh, he leaves, and everyone sort of like starts. Looking around, not quite sure what, what exactly no, just happened I, here. I went to the bartender, like, so am I still playing? <laughs> He's a dick. Like, once he's out of earshot. 
I still playing tonight? Yeah, it's the uh, the woman there again with the uh, the big scar. Oh, because we sort of skipped this introduction last time. So the bartender, or one of the bartender at the Rhodes End, is a, a human woman with uh, mostly black, but some uh, but graying hair, with a a large vertical scar that goes from like about halfway up her scalp down to the uh, the right side of her uh, her mouth, uh, bisecting one of her eyes. Uh, she wears a patch over it. Uh, or where it used to be. I'm going to try to make sure I get her name tonight, since okay. I have her down as the night tender. <laughs> she says, well, oh, no, she had a different voice. She says, well, by how much you're slurring, I, I don't need... think you should be singing, but feel free to play if your hands are up for it. I just need a moment. Can I get, can I get a drink? She says, I think you've earned it. <laughs> and she gives you a, a beer. I looked out at bar and what brought him around? Weren't you supposed to stay out of trouble? He says, I was out of trouble. The trouble found me. He says he likes my face this way for how much I owe him. And he said he was sure I I paid a healer. Are we okay to do general first aid on you? I know we can't use restorative magic. Or do you need to look like you've never, you know, put on a band-aid? Bandage, sorry. No, I, I can get... Some some tending probably won't be the worst thing. Farron, would you mind? Just yeah, sure. Straighten um, his nose out. Heel check, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Um, medicine, whatever. Are you still on the ground? Did you get better? Yeah. Oh no, I'm, 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 I'm up. Sixteen. I could have taken him. 16. Oh no, actually, I do yeah. say like, you know, it's a good thing. I played that song. I decided not to resort to violence, or else it could have ended really yeah. ugly. <laughs> I'm over to draw. Put my hand on his shoulder. That was freaking brilliant, by the yeah. way. <laughs> Yeah, you managed to like kind of clean up the, stop the bleeding, kind of okay. knit up some of the cuts a little bit. All right, kind of play corner man to him a little bit. Mm. Okay, so I'm assuming the the bar area is returning relatively to normal now. Yeah, more or less. Like people have started going going about their business there. Uh, Somebody, I, I, t- I took a punch from an was an ogre. It was an ogre. Yeah. So that's that's a thing, right? Yeah, it's pretty impressive. A lesser mm. man would have been killed. Yeah. Oh. A week ago, you would have been killed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, level two. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, level two. Um, all right, because of the nature of what we're going to start discussing, I'm going to try to get like a corner area okay. so we can, you know, attain some level of privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and hell, I mean, depending on how much Drock wants to be involved, if he sets up shop near us and plays his music, it can at very least uh, overshadow our voices. So we yeah. don't carry as much. Uh, you'll sort of you'll be, you'll be able to kind of. Um... He'll be involved in the discussion by discussing it sort of between his his performances. Yeah. But he'll sort of just be like maybe noodling a little bit or, uh, and then one of you will be on watch like if anyone tries to come over to talk to him or anything like that. Yeah. I just, especially with with what we're going to discuss, like I think we probably should have something to eat and drink. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) We're going to be discussing something fairly uh, larcenous that could get us in a lot of trouble. So uh, yeah, I definitely want to make sure that we do as much as we can to not be overheard. Otherwise, we'll have to go upstairs. Well, I told you my thoughts, though, of using uh, Rostin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so at the very least, we fill each other in on what we know. I tell them about um, my encounter with the Thieves Guild, that as far as I can tell, the, this city's not on enough of a lockdown that us doing this is going to draw the ire of the Thieves Guild, but they've given me a um, task that'll help earn their friendship, which... 
we're going to have to do a little bit more investigating on, but I think might be up Drox Alley. We have to drive a member, a specific member of the opposing Thieves Guild out of town because it's been causing problems for us. Hmm. Um, the how and the why is left up to us. That's why we need to do some investigating because we need to find a way to do it. Um, figure between us, we can find a way. Uh, but we should be... What? Oh. It is a sisterhood, right? Yeah. Just saying. Yes, it, we should be able to do it. I mean, we have a, a couple different resources. Uh, you can maybe even get in, yeah, and find some stuff. Not it sure just, how good you are at the lying and deception. Well, make well, sure if, if it is a fledgling thing, maybe they're open to new members. They'll just be really bad at, like, you know, try it out. They might, you know, not take, but still you could at least get the in. I'll tell you about what happened at the water merchant and how we were ripped Correct. off, basically. But we also are a little bit under suspicion. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So... Then, especially with anything in regards to that, I might need to stay away from you. Um, especially if we're near there, because if they're watching you, at the very least, I can still be a wild card in that. So, outside of probably this immediate room, um, we should be seen together as little as possible, and watch out for tails. Like, that's a good point. I'm going to look around and see yeah, if you're and, being and, and, and they tell me that, like, I'm looking around to sit, because this is the first time I'm aware of it. To see if anybody is paying attention to us before we go further into discussion. Uh, go ahead and make perception checks when you're looking around. 17. I'm looking around. Freaking god! <laughs> Eight. <laughs> 18. Ooh. 11. As I'm between 17. Being perceptive is not one of my skills yet. You notice. That means we were followed. Uh oh. An older man with a stern look on his, um, his wrinkled and worn face. He he has a um, like a strong bearing about him. Like he's sitting like up straight in his chair across the room, kind of eyeballing a lot of you. As he as he notices you notice him, he like turns away and picks up a a glass and smooth. <laughs> yeah. Do you indicate him to those of us who yeah. are less perceptive? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kind of right. hey, that guy over there. Check him out. All right. Um. So since I have not dropped the hood, I'm gonna try to keep make sure my face, like more of the hood, is blocking my face and whatever direction he is. Mm-hmm. Excuse myself from the table. Uh, I'm not Actually, going to. I'm not going to him. I'm going to the bar. Um, before I get up, I said, you know, just keep a tr- you know, keep an eye on what he's doing. I go to the bar and I just chat up the bartender. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm gonna try to order some drinks and have him sent and food and have him sent to the table. Okay. Uh, but like I said, like last time, I'm being generally kind of flirty with her. Okay. Um. It's specifically trying to find out her name. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you just, do you, I missed the phrase. You just ask her, like, oh, I didn't catch your name. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, he doesn't need to, like, weasel that out of her. Like, you know, I didn't catch your name last time, and I feel like I'm going to be here a lot. I want to make sure I call you by your name instead of, you know, demeaning pet names. She says, uh, she says, I'm Yaselda. My friends call me Axi. Do you prefer to be called Axi? I don't mind it. It's a little on the nose. I would agree with that. It, it, it's not the most creative of nicknames. I think for now I'll go with Yasilda. I like that a little bit better. It's more becoming of you. She says, ah. So yeah, I um, order food, uh, have it sent to the table. Okay. Um, I, I, that, I have it sent. I'm not going back yet. Okay. Okay. Um, I <clears throat> have also asked for, I kind of like, I'll go to a party and say requests. And I'm going to do that once and I'm going to ask the bald guy. And I'm also trying to keep an eye out on that guy. Oh, the stern-looking guy? Yeah. So I'm going to okay. say to one group, let's say requests. Just kind of, you know, look at them mm-hmm. and do they say anything? 
They're like, uh... Free bird! Yeah. Uh, one says, Plays a rocks, mate! Uh, so, uh, make a history check, or charisma check, if charisma is better for you. Oh, okay. You have proficiency on it. 18. 18? Okay. Uh, you are familiar with the rocks, mate. It is a staggeringly graphic uh, account of a, a woman who engages in a sexual congress with a rock, a giant bird. Yeah. Uh, it, it, like, it's one of those uh, songs that most bards know, but few ever play. <laughs> oh, I have. All right. So I play the song, and I kind of I kind of growl the lyrics so they're not as discernible. I kind of Eddie Vedder it, okay. if possible. You can also play it on the ukulele. <laughs> That's he, uh, amazing. <laughs> he sings along with the uh, as as best he can. This guy is very drunk, but by the uh, the second verse, even like a crowd as sort of world worn and and grizzled and just kind of generally criminal jerks as this one, like faces are beat red throughout. <laughs> like, uh, can I see if I play it well? <laughs> I, I, there's not much to play. It's like yeah. um, it's like. Two chords, and then you're just basically slapping the case of your your loot as uh, in in metronomic time, which I'm not even gonna make you check for. Okay. As the the lyrics are aren't really meant to be like there's, it's a drinking song by and large, but the drinking song that centers around yeah bestiality with giant mythological creatures. Best guy. So the uh, the you kind of read in the room after a couple, you say like you you. you Kind of trail off and yeah. let, let the song kind of wrap it up. And he, after he gets like two lines into this, the, the third verse, and he's no longer has a company, and he's like, oh, all right, and and stops. Okay. But he kicks you a few silver. Okay, I take it. So then I'll I'll play like another song, and then I'll ask the bald guy if he has any requests. Um, he actually has like a like <clears throat> silver hair. Okay, silver hair. He says, uh, "My request is that you go away and allow me to finish my drink in peace." How does that start? <laughs> <laughs> All right. He, he continues to just <laughs> stare at you. All right, I actually look over the table. Any requests? Like just to a, another table? Yeah, or? to another table. Okay, yeah. Um, you get a few more requests and you play them. Okay. So yeah, so that's all I do. Okay. As long as that guy's in the bar, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go back to our table. Okay. I'm keeping my distance for now. Then um, everyone can make perception checks again. The other thing is, like, if obviously become like. I'm, I'm, I'll chat up the bartender, but if necessary, like, I will be start being friendly with other bar patrons. Okay. Just striking up conversation. So, at the very least, it seems I'm not necessarily specifically with them. Like, even if it's, like, going up to another table, strike, you know, trying to, like, strike up a conversation or get a card game going. Okay. Gotcha. Ten. Ten. Eight. Eight. Ah! Twelve. Twelve. Fifteen. Fifteen. That's doing better. Drock, you see that the... (laughs) The older human gentleman, uh, who was so cruel to you, or so rude to you anyway, yeah. uh, doesn't really seem like he's, he seems to be mostly fixated on uh, the, the two remaining people at the table, which is uh, Kiaren and Farron. Oh. Uh, he doesn't really seem to have much of a, an interest in you or Eric's. Okay. Um, when I do go over to kind of get, like, my beer, I do uh, ask um, the bartender, like, <clears throat> what's up, Bob? What's a silver fox? I kind of lean over. Eric kind of looks at you. Yeah. <laughs> See, my barbarian character would have died by now. <laughs> but my bard character... <laughs> I, I find it ironic that the, the check that has helped us the most is your ability to sing. <laughs> hey man, the power of music. 
<laughs> that is really coming. Yeah, somehow. So, um, I'm not. I've yet to encounter any other tieflings in town, right? Like, Correct. I'm still fairly unique. Yes. Crap, when I get expertise, I mean, I want to put it in perception and athletics, like a you know a logical person, but ah, damn, I don't want to put it back into performance. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll have my double proficiency, and I could actually. A certain level hit 30 on a 20. Jesus. John, is there still, are you still able to like have the gods here, or is that uh, is that gone forever? What? If you can play a song so well, the gods are like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, kind of, sort of. Technically, <laughs> but I think we're going to have to engage this dude. Probably. Yeah. Was... So in the meantime, way to go being a smooth criminal, getting that uh, flirt on. I'm trying to downplay that being around you guys at this point. And it helps with your with your friendly with other people. It makes mm. it seem like you're just sort of bouncing between. Well, well that's like, what and that's why I was saying like I was going to try to bounce around a little bit so it didn't seem. Yeah, like... and I'm also bouncing around too. It's like oh, the bartender knew like yeah, the, the musician guy yeah. knows these people. Uh, Isilda <clears throat> says, uh, "That's Deshaun. He's in here every now and again." He says we try to. She says we try to keep an air of respectability in this town. There are a few other dives that. Uh, he wouldn't. He wouldn't walk in if he had a saber to his back. What's his story? I don't know. He's here with some kids sometimes, but no one really knows his deal. Keeps to himself. Keeps his head out of trouble. There's not somebody you. Not somebody you want most people uh, pick a fight against. He's got that look in his eyes. Um. So what I'm going to do throughout the night is I'm going to actually get, kind of relate that information back to them. What am I kind of asking for, like, requests? Probably because of, the, of this mechanical question. Um, disguise kits. Mm -hmm. Is that just a deception roll if you get the, if the kit? Do you have to be proficient in it? You have to be proficient in it to get, the like, a mechanical benefit from it. I have one. But, like, if you want to just sort of, you can, the proficiency will give you the, the bonus on the check. Otherwise, you'll need one to make, like, a good disguise. Well, the main thing I was thinking about is, like, if, if I am mostly tooling around with the hood up, and, mm -hmm. like, the main part of my face I'll stick out is, you know, like, the lower part, obviously. Mm -hmm. If I make my general face human-toned, okay. I'll stand out less as a freaking tiefling. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, I still have a tail, but I mean, I could probably try to do things like binding it up mm -hmm. when moving around to... Because currently, I'm standing out the most out of anybody. I mean, even half-orc, there's probably other orcs. We already know yeah, other orcs. I've never seen anybody else like me, so I'm going to try to do what I can. And if you have a disguise kit, you can help me. Yeah, actually, I do have one. Okay. So right just here. generally trying to make me, like, I obviously can't appear completely human, but just while, like, if I'm all cloaked up. Less I, immediately noticeable. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I'm crimson skin, so mm -hmm. I'm going to try to see if I can downplay that when we're doing general maneuver, so unless so obviously... really sunburned. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, like, like uh, Paylor symbols? Shield. There's a giant one on my shield. Okay, so. Yeah. So the only one who doesn't stand out is you. You're the most nondescript. By design, thank you. Yeah, you are. Well, but generally my gut, like... I'm also, like, clanging around in full, like, chain mail or whatever all the time. I'm really, I'm really actually glad that Roger wasn't like, who healed you? Oh, that's a cleric of payload right there. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> 
I'm glad we stayed outside for that. Yeah. Because it would have been a little bit obvious. Yeah. This is also <laughs> what's going on in this here. This is also the first adventuring group ever that I think would have like, well, let's let's see how this goes. Yeah. Yeah. That is the old this is the only group that I would have would have had that amount of like self-restraint. So Everyone else is like, what? My guy's gonna continue to bounce around the bar, um doing whatever. If you if you can get a, a card game going to hustle some people, he will. Otherwise it's mostly trying to strike up, be friendly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um if I actually make friends, let me know like if there's any names I need to keep track of, because at this point he is also trying to establish contacts with people in the city. I was so blown away by the group's self-restraint. <laughs> Hold on, let's see let's, let him take this beating for a little yeah. bit. Let's start to see where this goes. Let's learn let's learn his weakness. I had I had a moment. It was real close. Yeah, like, I'm just like it I wanted to because it felt like oh like the every option seemed like it was probably gonna end badly. Those are four like no, that's a, well, five probably. That's a that was a formal challenge, and yeah, my my kind of get out of my main spell that I can target that, but I didn't know if there was gonna be enough room that's gonna hit like it because it hits the lower people first. I didn't want to knock out a bunch of goddamn observers, you know. Mm. That would be hilarious though. Sleep, and then everyone else falls down except for the huge towering people ah, that are looking at me. Crap. Like yeah, okay, I just used my spell up. Yeah, my, so, the conversation in my own head basically went like, I should do this, like. Uh, a paladin would do that. I'm not a paladin. I'm a cleric. Let's so. see if like, let's see if Draw can see if Draw can talk his way out of it. Mm. Well, we're kind of like we're, talk, we're this is good stuff. Some of this. I just wanted to like crack a soda, not interrupt somebody, and have to deal with that shit later. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Oh, so on top of the general milling about and keeping an eye on that guy because at this point, at the very least, he seems like the guy that's probably watching us. Mm-hmm. We're keeping an eye to see if there's anybody else. Um, because if they're not drawing attention to themselves, there probably shouldn't be a lot of side-eye going to them. If there's anybody giving them specifically a lot of glances and side-eye, it's more circumspect than that dude was. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to see if I can notice that, because, again, I don't want to tip my hand here too soon. And if nothing else, then at some point I'll just go up to our rooms and... Mm. We can always talk in our rooms. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Should we actually... I'll bring up with the idea, like, should we just talk in our rooms from now on? Yeah, Probably. But I think I'm going to handle this situation the only way Farron knows how. I'm going to go grab a beer, and I'm going to plop that down in front of the guy, and I'm going to say, hey, friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is good. <laughs> the direct approach. All right, one, we'll get right yeah, to you. Um, waiting patiently. Oh, I'm actually very excited about this. <laughs> oh, oh talking about Paolar. On a side note, uh, okay, so this is a conversation that um, Drog has had with you a few times. Okay. He's very interested in Paolar. He has let you know within his travels that when he's sure other people are around, Grumsh whispers to him in his dreams like all orc heritage. Oh. So the the god of light is very appealing to him. Do I know if that actually happens for people of orc heritage, or are you like a crazy person? Um, you I don't know if you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is something. Oh, well, I mean, with being my half orc tribe, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Grumsh whispers to us in our dreams, even though you know. Okay. You know, because he is the god that created us, I think. I'm curious if that's a real thing. Yeah, he's our pseudo patron, so I only know that like he whispers and like, you know, I've okay. been fighting it my whole life, but now there appears like the, the god of light is very interesting to me and you know, he's the opposite of what, you know, Grumsh is. Okay. A, lot, a lot of things are the opposite of him. Like mm-hmm. I think that's like good is generally things. Okay. You also know my guy doesn't it doesn't care for priests a lot because he's had a lot of exorcism encounters, right? So, okay. so he does have an interest and curiosity about Paylor's songs and stuff okay. like that. So. Well, I'm sure I have like 
little pamphlets at the ready, like, here you go. Okay, yeah, so he, he actually is interested in Paylor, okay. because he wants something to fight against his dark. Good this person of the night, just letting you know, the half-orc kind of okay. does that. Alright, so, you did meet somebody kind of in your schmoozing, aside from Yasilda, who, if you, uh, keep kind of laying on the charm, uh, mm-hmm. she insists you start calling her Sildi. Oh, man. Um, and she starts giving you the, uh, the wild <laughs> eye. Uh, you also meet a dude on the uh, at the uh, bar. Uh, he seems to be a regular. Um, his name is Auburn Six Fingers, um, <laughs> and on his uh, does he really have six fingers? He has six fingers. Uh, he's basically like this. <laughs> six um, total. Six total. He got both his thumbs, which is luck for him. So <laughs> for those of you listening yeah. at home, John basically just flashed the blood symbol at everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Making gang signs. Side. All right, uh, this is the sign for a very unlucky debtor who's <laughs> still got a few chances left to pay up. Exactly six chances. But <laughs> <laughs> well, once you get below five, you're starting to gripping so, things becomes a serious problem. Yeah. So, is there an interesting story behind those uh those fingers, or is it just you know mundane expenses? It says, well. You know, some of it was for fun, some of it was for necessity. Uh, you know, some was a little bit of both. Yeah, I know how that goes. And he's like, well, actually, hold on a second. Let me see if I can recall. Uh, this one was fun, and he points to the stuff where his middle <laughs> finger was. He says, this one was for necessity, and he points to the stuff where his pinky once was. And then he says, and these two are for women. Uh, nah. I mean, a little of both, right? <laughs> <laughs> He says, but it's only due to my charms that they don't call me Arlen Toost or Avrin Two Stumps. Yes, yeah. Sorry, you plop down now yeah. in front of uh, the man. And did you get the name? His name relayed to you? I don't think so. No, I said uh, Deshaun. I might have mentioned Deshaun. Oh, okay. Well, I just said friend. So he says, you seem very out of place in a town like this. Yeah, I guess you could say that. We're uh, we're new. As I gathered. It is easy to see when new blood arrives in the shade. So we've noticed. What brings you here? Oh, a little of this, a little of that. I'm like sizing him up the whole time, like trying to figure out. Is nobility still a thing? Or is that history now? History. Yeah, okay. History. Uh, make a history check, but it's going to be a damn tough one. Ooh. 11 probably isn't going to do it then. Okay. Um, no, you can't get any additional information um, other than like up close. His silver hair is is pulled back, mm. uh, and it goes like just just down past his shoulders. Uh, it's, it seems like it's slicked back with some sort of oil. Okay. Uh, he has a probably three or four days worth of stubble. It's also uh, silver beard. Okay. He has kind of grayish blue eyes that like they're not the, their color isn't piercing, but they've got like a quiet intensity to them. Okay. Uh, and he he, he stoops like a very rigid posture, like back very straight. Uh, everything he does is very um, poised. Okay. And he's like an older guy, sounds like. Yeah, he looks to be in probably his mid-50s. Okay. I gotta say, buddy, you uh, you don't really seem to fit the bill around here either. As you are one to attest, there are many things that can bring a man to a place like this. Fair enough. Some he is not particularly proud of. And he sort of glances around to some of the... He, he like seems to glance at a few people around the room. For others, it is a duty that must be upheld. I hear that. I, you know, I, I 
hate to bring this up, but I noticed you were kind of staring earlier. Was it was it the armor? It might. It's always the armor, right? <laughs> <laughs> Important question. So I know what I, how to mark this in my notes. Can I overhear him? Make a perception check. Can I also try to overhear him? Because I don't know if he's trying to hit on him or not. <laughs> you're, you're too conspicuous, and he already sort of hates you. So <laughs> twenty-one, natural twenty. Okay. Uh, yes. Okay. You can overhear. I, I just want to make sure if I'm taking notes to mark whether or not my character's aware of any of this conversation, mm-hmm. or if it's just information I have on hand. He says. A man of honor sticks out in this place like a tree amongst the dunes. Yeah, there's uh, little enough honor to go around, I'm noticing. I bid you allow me finish my drink in peace, but perhaps we will share another another time. Sure thing. Us old guys gotta stick together, and I'll, like, clink the glass to his, whether he's holding it or not. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> okay. he's just kind of making the motion, he completes it. Okay. And he says, uh, to men of honor, and takes a drink. Sure. Well, like I said, that all, uh, Climb on out, and that'll be that. You were the the perfect person to talk to him. I guess. (laughs) Okay, so I'll rejoin uh, Kieran, I guess, at the other table. So I gleaned basically nothing from that. (laughs) Oh, but it also sounds like he may not actually be watching us for the reasons we thought. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's true. That's good. May not be a tale. As the night uh, heads on, uh, despite your your short day, it's it's quickly caught up to you. Uh, So you make your arrangements to turn in. As our characters turn in, so does our story. Joe, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us on the Die by the Dice podcast. Uh, as always, if you think anyone did anything particularly noteworthy, now I, I have a few shout-outs I would love to give, but unfortunately I'm bound by my own restrictions to not give any bonus XP or inspiration to my players. But you, our listeners, uh, can by either tweeting us at dice or dice at gmail.com. Tell us what you liked and why you liked it and who deserves a shout-out, and we can go ahead and give them a little bit of bonus XP and a little bit of inspiration for their hard, hard role-playing work for you. Until next week, we have been Die by the Dice. Thank you for listening.